The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet? What's up? It's the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Will Kane filling in for Ryan today, who's somewhere in New York City, filling in for my life, I believe, and sitting over where I usually sit at Sports Center Zone. Matt Barry, what's up, man? Hey, I'm excited to embark on this three hour journey with you. First man. time we've we've done radio together. Yes, first I'm, time we've done, ever done anything together. I'm normally uh, hitting you up via the social media, telling you whether or not I agree or disagree with your opinion, but now I can actually just tell you to your face for three hours. Um, I hope I give you several opportunities today to tell me all the ways I've gotten it wrong. Did you watch the game last night? I did. Monday Night Football. Man, that game was brutal. Now, we got a lot to talk about today. I want to talk about the New York Giants coaching search. i got a few names for you, Barry, that I want to run by you. Oh, I've heard a couple of them. <laughs> that I think could be leading the New York Giants into the future. Talk about your Arizona State program. Get you on the record on where you are with... Our buddy Herm taking over that franchise. Especially after yesterday's press conference? Yeah, especially after yesterday's press conference. You like it? You going to give us a teaser? Do you like it? Which, the hire or the press conference? The press conference. Just start with the press conference. Loved it. And I want to run through, uh, run by you a couple college football scenarios. I got like a choose-your-own-adventure where I want to say, if I just change a few things within the season, how would it have changed our outcomes and what does it tell us about mm-hmm. how we're selecting these teams? And I'm a big 18 playoff guy. I think you're not. I think it's laughable that there's actually a contingent of people that are out there that want to ruin the college football playoff with eight teams. All right, we'll get to all that. But first, as I said, last night's Monday Night Football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals was absolutely brutal. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Man, Matt, I don't know if it was on, like, the second hit, the third hit. I think I, like, even after Ryan Shazier's horrendous moment where he goes absolutely to the ground, clutching the small of his back, legs limp. Even at that moment, I gave it a little more time. But I don't know then if it was a Juju Smith-Schuster hit, uh, hit or there was even one on Ben Roethlisberger where mm-hmm. Burfecht, Vontez Burfecht just took Ben Roethlisberger down on a quarterback hit that I'm not, I wasn't sure he was going to get up from. But at some point, I'm like, this game is brutal. And Roethlisberger said, hey, man, that's just AFC North football. Was hey. that just AFC North football? Look, when you when you have the Steelers and Bengals playing with each other, these two teams have an absolute brutal history of physical football. And what you saw last night, the Shazier injury, when he couldn't move his lower extremities, to me was one of the more uh, graphic things that we had seen on a football field in quite some time. It wasn't the actual contact of the collision. It was the after effects of him laying there, not being able to move his legs and being taken out on a stretcher. Then you had the thing with Vontez Burfecht after the hit with Juju Smith-Schuster. Then he had the hit on Antonio Brown in the end zone. What you saw last night was the problem that the NFL has sitting here on a Tuesday afternoon. Because there's the one side of it, being a football fan like I am, had this happened in 1987, there would have been a VHS tape of it the following year with the cover that said NFL's fiercest hits. And we'd be playing it, rewinding it, and loving it, and cheering it. Fast forward to today, we're sitting there having these conversations about how it was ugly and it's brutal. When Will, fact of the matter is this, that's just that's football. And because the mindset has changed, because how the league has started to legislate out some of these hits, we are now conditioned to have a different opinion on it. 
When you say we, do you think the we that is conditioned to have a different opinion on it is the media? Or do you think fans are actually looking at that game last night and going, man, that's too much to stomach? Maybe. What's that? Media. Yeah, I agree. I think because we start the conversation, right? When we're on Sports Center, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and you're on the first take, we're driving the conversation because we're the ones that are doing the stories on concussions and CTE and fines and suspensions and Commissioner Goodell. I would bet a large portion of the fan base loved what they saw last night. Yeah, I don't think most fans cared. I mean, when you say, and we talked about this pre-show, you said, I think last night could have actually been a tipping point for the NFL on dealing with its image issues and how 20 years ago these things were celebrated here today. These are causes for concern. And by the way, that's not just you. There are many people talking about that. I mean, I think Troy Aikman said something about this is not good for the league. Numerous NFL commentators, ex-players, said this is not good for the league. But I'm telling you, I think for 90% of what you saw last night, mm-hmm. the Juju Smith-Schuster hit on Vontez Perfect, the perfect hit on Ben Roethlisberger, the Georgia Loca hit in the end zone on Antonio Brown, that's football. And I think fans know, I don't know how you keep tackle football intact and somehow ask them to change the way they're tackling. That, I don't think fans have a problem with. But the 10% that I'm, I'm excluding is what happened to Ryan Chazier. Well, and I'll, and I'll take example for any ESPN program that I'm watching right now in studio here on the Rosillo Show. Monday Night Carnage is, is the graphic being used on Outside the Lines. Monday Night Carnage. Five years ago, as early as five years ago, that's not a lower graphic on any program. Monday Night Carnage. And if it is, if it is labeled Monday Night Carnage, it's being talked about in a different term. And hey, that was football term. That's the best of the NFL. And I, I, I think the NFL's got an identity crisis. I think it was a tipping point night in the NFL for one reason. Because the NFL wants to put out there that we're trying to legislate safety into this game. But at the end of the day, it's a collision sport that is never going to be safe. Can it be safer? Sure. I didn't have a problem with the Juju Smith-Schuster hit on Vontez Perfect. I thought it was a good football play. Here, listen to this. This is Juju Smith-Schuster talking to the press after the game about that hit right there. I didn't know it was uh, perfect at first. Uh, all I saw was, a, you know, the first Bengals do that was in the tackle later on. So in my instinct, you know, I got a block from my, my teammate. And me just playing ball, um, you know, I hit him. Uh, after I seen the replay, I think I, think I should have held back a little bit more uh, and just, you know, from blocking him. Hey, and, sure, I got straight uh, cash on him. Also... I also believe that that's not me. You know, it's I should never stop. I apologize for that. And it's called with that, karma. With that, with that being said, um, I hope he gets better. That is Antonio Brown in the background yelling, "It is karma for Vontez Perfect." Yeah, Perfect's not a liked guy by the Steelers or anybody in the league. That's just a, that's an ear hole. That's a good old fashioned football ear hole. You see it on interceptions. You see it on punt returns. You see it all the time. Man, I didn't think it was a dirty hit at all. At I all. mean, he stood over him afterwards, but that was. Square in his face, middle of the chest, face, perfectly legal block, not blindside. That's football, I thought. Why do you think, and and this is kind of my struggle with it this morning, I will be the first to admit, and I'll put it out there, seeing someone taken off on a stretch of Ryan Shazier, I thought that was frightening. I thought it was frightening with perfect being taken off on the stretch. Whenever you see a human laying on the ground, not being able to move their lower extremities and being taken off on a stretcher, that's awful. Regardless of the sport, that is a very sickening feeling to have while you're watching it. But the NFL now has to decide 
who and what they want to be. Because if you look at the Juju Smith-Schuster hit, the Antonio Brown hit, that was late. I mean, that was a little bit cheap. But if you just look at the, at the product as a whole, Will, what do we want out of the NFL? Do we want the thing that used to be celebrated, which was physicality, and these warriors and these gladiators going out there in pads in a physically violent, accepted sport? Or is the NFL so conscientious of the reputation of what's off the field now with people that want to bring that conversation up? Where do we sit now with the I think they've got a huge identity crisis. Well, I can only tell you personally, I expect 90% of what we saw last night to be part of football. That's what I assume football is. But for that one, that 10%, man, that one play with Ryan Chazier clutching his back, his legs limp beneath him, that's when I say, you know what? And I said it last night, Matt. I'm not letting my boys play football. Let's talk about that. Did that change the way you view football? Did that one single play change the way you view football? That's Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable networks. Coming up, as I said, that's what I said out loud last night when I saw that play. Mm, I'm not sure I'm going to let my boys play football. That and who the next coach of the New York Giants should be, it's Will Kane and Matt Barry in for Ryan Rosillo on the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio. Domino's really lo- loves their customers. That's why they're offering 50% off the menu price on all pizzas when you order a- on dominoes.com. But hurry up. It's only from November 27th through December 7th. Any size, any toppings, any crust, and 50% off the menu price when you order on dominoes.com and click on the coupon. Online only and limited, limited time offer. Prices, participations, delivery areas, and charges may vary. The offer only applies to the pizza portion of your order. Coming up. Did last night's game make you question whether or not you would let your kids play football? In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them, with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Will Kane, Sports Center's Matt Barry, in for the Ryan today. I almost say in for the guys, but I am one you of the are, guys you're now. The, you're one of the half. So we're missing Ryan today, who's in New York City. And Matt's in for me. I'm in for Ryan. We're getting it all sorted out. But Ryan, uh, see, and I've already said, I almost called up Ryan. Name. Like, yeah, man. That's fine. I mean, who would confuse me for the other Matthew Barry all the time? Matt. Should I change fantasy my, Matthew Barry? Yeah, should I just change my name and start over? Like, 
at the network. What is all the time? When people confuse you for fantasies, Matt Barry, what is all the time mean? Well, for instance, there was one time I was making a uh, quote-unquote, air quote, public appearance. I was at this uh, celebrity uh, flag football game at the national championship. Oh, wow. And so they, they were announcing the lineups, the starting lineups, and they say when they get to me, they're like, this guy helps you decide what defense to start and what quarterback to draft. He's ESPN's fantasy football Matthew Barry. And it was at that point that it dawned on me, like, I don't think they knew who they were getting. <laughs> they signed you up for a celebrity game and thought they were getting No, I was in it with some of our colleagues, like Jay Crawford at the time. Sarah Walsh was our coach. Uh, I, I think that they knew, but that kind you know. Rob, Rodney Dangerfield. I said this last time I was on the program. <laughs> he has been ready. He's coming by Progressive Insurance. Now you can test drive Snapshot to see how much you can save before switching to Progressive. Visit Progressive.com slash Snapshot. Okay, listen. A brutal Monday night football game last night. Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have 13 penalties for 173 yards. The truth of the matter is, Matt, they would have won that game mm-hmm. but for all those p- penalties. And it's not just the, the personal fouls, the unsportsmanlike conducts, the hits that we're talking about today. It's massive pass interference calls against Antonio Brown that allowed the Steelers to go down with 20 seconds in the first half. It's a holding call by Giovanni Bernard that pulls back an A.J. Green touchdown that would have sealed that game. Penalties were the story of that game last night. Now, while they're the story of the game, the moment is the story of football to me. And today you've told us you think the brutality of that game threatens the league's image. Because I would assume you're saying it's been fragile leading up to this anyway. Yes. The, the, the NFL has been very sensitive about the reputation that they put out there and the reputation that they have of being a sport of savages. Right. When that's what football is. Football is a collision sport, and you can legislate it all you want. These guys are still going to hit each other at 100 miles an hour. They have to. That's, that's what a tackle is. The game. We agree. That's football. But I will tell you this. I am someone who says you can't make football... You know, you can't sanitize football. You can't make it flag football. This is what it is. Well, I'm someone that's even like, you know, the CTE thing is a lot of correlation. There's less scientific causation when it comes to the CTE conversation. When it comes to my kids, the moment that is definitional for me was Ryan Shazier's moment last night. When he goes in for a very ordinary tackle mm-hmm. and falls to the ground, and man, the imagery is, it's, it's haunting. Because here is, Ryan Shazier is a beautiful football player. He's smart. He's athletic. He's flying around the field. He's in almost a Sean Lee, Luke Keekley, quarterback of the defense mold. And when mm-hmm. you take a human being that can do so many things that so few of us in the real world can do, and in a moment's notice like that, he's now incapable of doing something that all of us can do, and that's walk around. He clutches at the small of his back. His legs are limp. And that moment, I said out loud, I don't know that I'm letting my boys play football. Okay, so what— what is the, when you break it down to its simplest form, and my wife and I, we don't have kids, so I can't relate to the, I wouldn't let my child do this, but in its simplest form, it sounds to me like the hesitation you would have of your kid or kids playing football is the inherent danger that goes with deciding that is a career path or a hobby or a sport or an organized sport. Well, I would let them play flag football. They play flag football. And I'm going to let them continue to play flag football. It's the prospect of injuries like that at any level. What if your son comes to you and says, Dad, I want to be a downhill alpine skier? Right. Um, 
my instincts probably like that's going to be hard because. But uh, you would be okay with it. We don't live close to the mountains, but and there's a lot of gear involved. Well, there's more gear involved in football, but and I don't like the cold. Would you be okay with it? Yeah, I would be okay. But with you're it. not thinking about the speed of which they're going down a hill on ice that can find their way into a tree, breaking their leg, or doing anything dangerous in that matter. Right. What would you do if one of your sons came up to you and said, I want to be a police officer in New York City? What would you say? I'd say a detective. Police officer. <laughs> not, no, no specialty as of. I'd decision. say, man, if you want to go get that, go get it. Yep. Without thinking about the fact that if he's trying to serve his community, he could run into a bad person at any given time, have a gun pulled on him and Absolutely. shot and killed. Right. And that the knee-jerk reaction to the football argument is always this one. I wouldn't let my kids play it. And that's a decision that parents are going to have to weigh. I grew up playing Pop Warner all the way. It, was, it taught you how to be organized and be accountable for other people. But there's, there are just as many professions that are out there that the second you go to the workplace, you are in danger of something very bad happening to you. Firemen, police officer, if you sign up for the military, these are all professions in which you are putting your life on the line every time you go. You're totally correct. To work. So the football angle of it, for me... When you hear people say this, sounds like an attack on the sport. Well, when you ask any of these players, I worked in Dallas for five years, traveled with the Dallas Cowboys. Ask any of these players, you know what they'll tell you? I'd do it all over again. I'd do it tomorrow. So why are we the ones that make the decision for them? Well, I'm not. And I'm not saying that Ryan Shazier should never have played football. And I'm fully acknowledging this is somewhat of an emotional reaction in the moment to a visceral, importantly, visual injury. Mm-hmm. What's so key about that moment is I can see what has happened to this man. I can't see what's happening inside someone's head. And by the way, I'm from an hour outside of Dallas where you were there for five years. Football's a religion Yeah, the way I grew up. I don't ever want to see football be taken away. I don't want football to be legislated away. I don't want people to PR it away. The question is, would I let my boys? And I love your example of firemen, policemen, military. You asked me, Precia, would you let your boys join the military? And I said, I'd be proud. Right. I think the difference there is those are higher calling type of pursuits. You do that with full acknowledgement of the risk because you're giving something back beyond just personal glory. So do players. Players, football players go into it saying, you know what, I am putting my life at risk, but I'm going to do so because my family grew up in such hard times. I'm going to go play football and give my family something that we could never afford Growing up. Yeah. I think higher calling is all, all subjective. Hey, man, and it's a risk-reward analysis. Like, I look at it, and I'm like, it's not worth the risk for my boys to lay on the ground like Ryan Shazier for what? By the way, we have an update on Ryan Shazier, right, Saruti? You guys have sound. Mike Tomlin just, just puts uh, oh. an update on Shazier up. Let's listen to this. He's being given expert medical care. Um, we're really pleased with, with the efforts of those people involved. Uh, we have our medical staff. Um, on the site as well, uh, Dr. David Onkonkwo was traveling with us and has been with Ryan um, since the incident occurred. Um, I really have no update um, in terms of his medical status other than what was released earlier. Um, I'd imagine at the appropriate time uh, those that are, are, are responsible for his care will give you a reasonable assessment of where he is. Uh, I'd imagine that could occur uh, as soon as later on today. So there's some positive-sounding signs Mm -hmm. about Ryan Shazier. All right, so listen, this morning on First Take, I walked out on a limb. I got a name for you that I think 
we should be talking about when it comes to the New York Giants. Stephen A. Smith had another name, maybe even a bigger name. I think he's a realistic. We'll ask an NFL insider if either of these names could be in play for the next coach of the New York Giants. It's Will Kane, Sports Center's Matt Barry in on the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and ESPN App. Nobody's trying to stop me. No, nothing is beyond me. I'm coming at you faster. No stopping what matters. Now that Human Resources VP Meg Ward has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's totally owning it at work. She even has her own hype song. I'm going to blow it up now. My workforce is really diverse. You know, different hours, different skill sets, different pay grades. We're motivating and engaging the right people every step of the way. Kronos, hey, HR solutions for the modern workforce. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Will Kane and Sports Center's Matt Barry in for Ryan today. Now in studio, NFL insider Dan Graziano giving us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, best phones, best networks, no contract. What's up, Dan? Hi guys. How you doing? What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about like the Jaguars? Maybe the Cardinals? The ja- no. The Jaguars are rolling and the Cardinals aren't interesting until January. So what do you got? <laughs> Giants I've been talking a lot of Giants lately. Really? For some reason. The it's, Giants. it's as if there's interesting stuff going on down there. It, it's funny, Graziano. More than I when on, I covered them, I'll tell you that. I was on Sports Center yesterday and we broke the news that uh, McAdoo was out. And then we're right. sitting there with Schefter, and the news breaks that Reese is out. And then you broke the news that it was going to be Spagnuolo mm-hmm. was going to be the the interim coach. And this is a friend. This is a proud franchise in pro sports. Forget the NFL in pro sports. How dysfunctional did it get inside that building? Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, they don't like to make changes like this. Period. Let alone in season. I mean, the fact that Ben Mac Ray Handley got two years. Ben McAdoo couldn't get two full years, so something bizarre went on there. Based on what I've been able to find out, I think it it, it was about embarrassment, right? John Mara's looking and saying, we got three home games left. We're confronting the possibility of banners flying over the stadium, of billboards, of, you know, there was a report that former players were going to show up in Eli Manning jerseys and stand on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, like... Like if you're John Mara, you think this is not what I want my franchise to be. For God's sake, this is the Jets. I can't be that, right? So I think that's what happened. They knew they were going to move on after the season. They had decided that. So they figured with three home games left, let's cut the cord now and maybe ease out some of the negativity that our fans are feeling about our team. But how complicit, Dan, is John Mara in that embarrassment? How complicit is he in that negativity? Because it looks, to me at least, like... While McAdoo and Reese may have deserved the firing on their own merits, on being 2-10 and 10 and drafting, I don't know, three guys over what's, it, what's it been for, for Reese 10 years who've received a second contract from the team, these kind of things will get you fired on their own. The Eli Manning situation clearly led to this, and Mara is knee-deep in that decision. Oh, yeah, and he said as much yesterday in his press conference. Right? He said, stop blaming those guys, blame me. I could have I could have kiboshed it if I wanted to, and I didn't. And so... I mean, the thing about that is, like, you're not going to fire Mara. I mean, this he owns a team, so so that's the like you, that's that's kind of where it stops. So when you analyze these things, yes, of course, at some level, ownership is always always responsible for this. And now they're saying this has gotten so bad, I can't believe how bad. 
whoever the GM is going to be their fourth different GM in 40 years. This is a gigantic, monumental moment in New York Giants history. Mm -hmm. And I think John Mara and Steve Tisch recognized that and decided to get a jump on it. So, so you're right. I, I, if, you, if you sat John Mara down in an honest moment and, and said that to him, I believe he would tell you you are correct. NFL Insider Dan Graziano joining us now here on the Rosillo Show. A couple of things to look at with regards to the coaching search. There was a brief trend in the NFL where we saw a couple of organizations elevate their offensive coordinator for a franchise quarterback and get rid of an established head coach. We saw it in Tampa Bay, Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter for Jameis Winston. They're struggling this year. We see it now. Ben McAdoo out. They have elevated him for the betterment of Eli Manning. These decisions appear not to have worked. Where do you think the Giants need to go to move on from this year-plus debacle? I think what the Giants need is a general manager and coach combination that can work in conjunction with each other. I don't think that Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo were that. I don't think McAdoo was Reese's top choice. Uh, I think you need a clear vision for your franchise. I think it's going to start with the GM hire for them. Whoever the GM hire is going to be in charge of the draft. They've had the same guy in charge of the draft now for for a dozen years, and they've drafted miserably. They need to figure out what their philosophy is for that and for team building. They need a coach who's on board with that and can work well in conjunction with the GM. They've had a real separation of powers there in those two roles historically, and they'll probably maintain that, but they need to have a good working relationship. So in terms of the coach, I don't think we can answer that question until we know who the GM is because the way the Giants work, Mm -hmm. it starts there, and whoever the coach is is going to be in charge of executing whatever that vision is. Well, but let me ask you about a couple names because I think there are names that could actually serve in both of those roles or request to or want to. And I fully understand the New York Giants don't have a history right. of combining the coach and GM role. But let's start with this name, Jim Harbaugh. How likely is it that Jim Harbaugh could be the coach and GM of the New York Giants? I think it's unlikely, and I think that for that reason. I just don't know that Giants ownership is going to be comfortable with putting all that power in, in, in one person's hands. John Mara was asked about that, not about that name, but about that concept at his news conference on Monday, and he said, my strong preference would be to maintain our traditional structure here, but I'm not ruling anything out. So I don't feel like that's the way the Giants are going to go. So you would also cross off then Nick Saban as a potential? Yeah, I think so. And again, you know, I don't know for a fact that these guys want to make moves to the NFL. I'd be surprised if Harbaugh didn't want to give it one more go, but I don't know that. I don't think that conceptually, is where the Giants are as an organization right now in terms of what they're going after. Are we rolling on this program? Like, could we could we leave, leave this next comment in perpetuity, Saruti? Take Nick Saban off of every yeah. coaching wish list for the history of the rest of his career. Get it out of there. It's going to keep coming up. Do not. Saban is he's done at Alabama. Why would you leave? Why would why would you leave? Th- it drives me nuts when people bring up Saban just to bring up Saban. No, 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 no. That's not why Saban keeps coming up. Why does he keep coming? It up? It doesn't come up because people are like, you know, what would be a fun name to toss around? Nick Saban. Oh. It comes up because Nick Saban, his camp, Jim Harbaugh, his camp, guys like that, put their names yeah. out there to be considered for these jobs. The only question is, is how serious. Right. Is it? Or is it just Harbaugh. to get a little more, you know, shkadol from uh, from wherever you, the school is that you're at? Yeah, they don't need. Everybody always wants more money. Look, I'm giving you the Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh's name. I think Harbaugh's name going to be in conjunction with the Chicago Bears. But I think he'll be right. I think there will be a situation that will give him carte blanche. 
Like if Harbaugh became you think available, the won't do that. If Harbaugh became available and I were Adam Gase, I'd be shaking in my boots, knowing how Stephen Ross feels about Harbaugh in Michigan and, and Michigan how it's always guy, the guy yeah. he won. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that would happen, but the point is there are teams that would open open the door for Harbaugh and give him what he wants. I don't feel like the Giants are that team. Uh, I could end up this could be end up being played back in two months, and I sound like an idiot, but that's just not how I feel they they operate. They want a guy with head coaching experience, I would assume. Maybe I mean right because the last guy didn't right correct. So but uh, maybe but I mean I don't know. I mean you know is Josh McDaniels head coaching experience the fact that he's had head coaching experience is that is that a pro or does a con count, given right? how it went? Um, so I don't know. Look, two years ago. Um, they were interested in seeing if the Bears would, would want to work out a trade for John Fox, and the Bears weren't. I mean, but but that's a guy that, that's been in their organization that they like. Now, I don't know if that's still true, but I know that's a guy that has ties with Giants ownership that they might be interested in if he were to become available. I, I think it's a wide net, and I honestly, I really don't think we can start narrowing that list down until we know who the GM's going to be. And we don't know that yet. We don't. All right, Dan, appreciate the info. My pleasure. All right, so next, let's do this. I'm going to try to sell Barry oh, no. on why it is Jim Harbaugh, and Dan might not have to wait two months to eat those words. And Barry's actually wondering, how prestigious is this Giants job anyway? Harbaugh in New York, you're going to sell me on that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll call him my shot. I'll take your crumbs. All right, it's Will Kane and Matt Barry on the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. Capricorns, today is a perfect day for romance and fun-filled activities with your partner. And by fun-filled activities, we mean shopping for car insurance. Luckily, you'll find that switching to GEICO could save you hundreds of dollars a year. You'll keep this day of romance going at the hardware store by arguing for half an hour over the color of your backsplash. Love is indeed in the air, Capricorns. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's Will Kane, SportsCenter's Matt Barry in for Ron Russell today. On the Ryan Russillo Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, the one I'm kind of hovering over, Barry, is Gravelly. Gravelly. Yeah, you said that in the uh, TV-only thing. Yeah, it's, and by the way, I'm jealous of it. I'm over here sounding like on those those toys you squeeze that honks, you know, a little, little high-pitched. Like the kind that I buy for my dog. Yeah, something like that. You're like, please take that away from the dog. <laughs> no, man. Like you've been smoking for 20 years or you've been yelling at a college football game for two hours. That's more likely. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm going for the Larry King thing where I just chew a pack of cigarettes and just go for it. Remember do we even know Larry King smokes? I don't know if he does. We check on that. Do you remember when they used to do it on air? That, yeah. How about that, man? I wish that I could get up on sports. I don't even smoke. If they would let me get up on the sports center set during a show, smoking a heater, having a cup of coffee, like leaning into it, <laughs> leaning into the and mic, just leaning in with holding the cigarette like here. He okay. We've got confirmation. Larry, Larry King, King smoke. smoke. But if I could have a cigarette in my hand when I'm talking to like an NFL analyst, and when I don't like their answer, just blow it in their face. <laughs> go well for you. Yeah, that'd go real well nice for work, you. Hasselbeck. Which NFL analyst would be the first? Hasselbeck would get super. Hasselbeck, mad. yeah, yeah. I beat him in a pull-up competition yesterday. It was very embarrassing for him. Man, that's a pro athlete too. Nah, he beat me. He said he couldn't let the guy who argues on first take beat him in a. I see. Let me Anything ask you, athletic. It's the first time we've worked together. Yeah. And so are you, are you the first take guy or are you the radio guy now? Like, what what are you most associated with as you continue to unpack your career here at ESPN? Probably first take. I mean, some people seem to think seem to think it's two different personalities. That I'm like, oh. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah. Like, I hate first take Will, but I kind of like Rosillo Will. Some people can't forgive first take Will. So they won't forgive me at Rosillo Will. Let me come to your defense on that. It's all the one. same guy, by the way. It is and it isn't because Sports Center me 
versus radio me is different because but in your format it's a little unique to the sports center format where we're doing highlights we're not really giving opinion we're not supposed to and there's time constraints on everything we do whereas in radio you can just you know let your let the hair down and and, and, yeah, just, man. and give it to them yeah different but you give your opinion all the time like, get you that's what first take is in a thermal just like your rock and ryan rosillo's look it's actually a, it's not a thermal it's actually cashmere <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not Rosillo. All right, let me sell you on something that I actually oh. talked about on First Take today. Okay. We just talked about this Dan Graziano. I understand that at first blush, it sounds like you're hot taking or you might be sounding like you're doing something that is extremely unlikely. But I think, and it's more than just my conjecture, by the way, I have reason to believe that Jim Harbaugh is a realistic target and a realistic acquisition for the New York Giants. Now here, let me lay it out to you why that is, okay? First of all, it's the New York Giants. Yep. It's a highly coveted job. It's a big job. It needs a big personality. Ben McAdoo did not fit that bill. Going down the path of hiring Steve Spagnuolo from interim to permanent, or I think even Josh McDaniels, is going to be hard to come in and live up to the billing of that job. Okay. It's got two openings, as we just talked about with Graziano, GM and coach. And I think one of the reasons they're so bold to fire both is they're willing to consider someone who can fill both shoes. That would include guys like Saban or Harbaugh, who wants that kind of authority. I got two more. I'm going to turn it over to you to shoot it down. (laughs) Great. Harbaugh's success path has been consistent. Have a quarterback on hand. Andrew Luck at Stanford, Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. He hasn't had that in Michigan. He hasn't had the success. He will have... A decent stable in New York. It will be Eli Manning and a top five pick to manage his quarterback position. So Eli Manning, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. And finally, he's restless, man. Jim Harbaugh, and I'm not saying this to hurt Michigan fans' feelings, he's restless. This His name wouldn't be connected to the Colts, the Bears, the Giants, if he weren't putting it out there. He, as opposed to Saban, and your argument against Saban, which I buy, why would you leave? It doesn't apply to, to Harbaugh at University of Michigan. It's a great job. I think he should stay, but I think he's given us all the smoke signals. He isn't going to be there for 10 years. Harbaugh has been everything that we had hoped he would be in his return to college, which is mouthy, which is controversial, which is a news story. He hasn't beaten Ohio State, which is a problem for the Michigan people. He struggles against his rivals in Michigan State. I believe he's now 1-7, 1-6, and something to that effect. Harbaugh to the New York Giants, I think, makes zero sense. I think there's zero sense in that. The only thing that I will give you with Jim Harbaugh is what we know about him is he likes, he's got an ego and he likes to prove people wrong and he likes to win big. Just in his own family, he doesn't like that the other brothers got the Super Bowl. (laughs) He's got a score to settle with the NFL for how he was run out of San Francisco. I believe that it was life's work for him to go back for Bo. Schembechler at Michigan and build his alma mater back up to a power. If he doesn't feel like that work has been done yet, I don't think that he will flirt with anybody. But the second that he feels he's leaving Michigan in a better spot than where he came, I do believe we'll eventually see Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. New York Giants, you don't go from a place, quaint college town like Ann Arbor, to the lights, the media, and quite frankly, the garbage that comes with the job like the New York Giants. First of all, I think you just said he enjoys that. 
He enjoys the attention. He enjoys the celebrity. He enjoys Bright Lights, Big City. But you can get that in Chicago with less aggressiveness. So you think Chicago is a more likely NFL destination than New York Giants for Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, if we're going to play the, hey, where's Jim Harbaugh going to land up next game just because, it would be more like Chicago or Indianapolis. Well, I'm telling you, I don't think it's just because. I think his name keeps being connected because he wants it to be connected, either for leverage, for money, or because he's realistically considering going somewhere else. I just want to say, you know, I love the story of Jim Harbaugh as alma mater. I think you're right. And I think it'd be nice for him to stay there until he restores it to its prominence. But I don't think that's the history of Jim Harbaugh. The only thing that I believe that you said that was correct with relation to Harbaugh in New York, the Giants being interested, I fully agree with that. Okay. But him actually allowing himself to be a legitimate candidate for the job, I think that's beyond a stretch at this point. Beyond a stretch. Okay, we'll mark it down. Just, just here, here's a pen. Don't use what, pencil. What's today's date? Mark it down, dude. November or December what? Fourth? December fifth. December fifth, one fifty three Eastern. I said that Harbaugh to the Giants, no way. A little bit of breaking news here. The NFL has suspended Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster and Bengals safety George Aloka one game each for their actions in last night's Monday night game. Here, you know did you hear Anthony uh Antonio Brown's calling it karma? Yeah. I think it's Frontier Justice. I want to explain that straight ahead. Will Kane, Matt Barry on the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.